understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I eat, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of euphaz, his body was like a beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in colour, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Thy Daniel alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigour was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands, and he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you, stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking his word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. From the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days. Behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to me. I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. Suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips and I opened my mouth and spoke. Saying to him who stood before me, my Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me and I have retained no strength. But how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? For as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And he said, my Lord, speak, for you've strengthened me. Then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against thee, except Michael, your prince. Now, there are uh, four great, uh, there are four visions in the book of Daniel that he receives from, from God. Um, supernatural uh, visions uh, that span great periods of history and particularly uh, focused upon God's people. They mark the times of the Gentiles, which was um, started with uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. And these, the, the, the details of these visions go right to the end times. Um, the fourth, we've had three of the three of the visions that Daniel has received. Uh, the fourth and final vision comes in chapter eleven, uh, concluding in chapter twelve, and the chapter ten, in between nine and eleven, here is now the preparation.
for the message that he is to receive. Um, he has uh, uh, angelic beings, supernatural beings come and visit him um, in response to Daniel's uh, prayer that he is making um, after hearing the previous vision in chapter 9, previous prophecy, the previous word of the Lord to him. This all these are, this is the word of the Lord that comes to Daniel and tells him of future events. And as we'll see in uh, chapters 11 and 12, um, which is referred to a, as a great vision uh, in our chapter tonight in verse 8, and it really is a very extremely remarkable and a, a great vision that the Lord gives him, um, extremely accurate in terms of the history of our world. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see that as we look into chapter 11 next week. But it is uh, one area of the Bible that is fiercely um, uh, comes under attack because of the undeniable um, truth that is verified by the history. These things that were foretold actually came to pass extremely accurately. Um, and uh, so it's a fascinating and remarkable chapter that tells us of the things to come, uh, some of which has already happened, some of which is still yet to happen in the future um, that we uh, will, that is yet to come to pass. Uh, I mean, the previous chapter we looked at last week, chapter nine, was also another uh, exceptionally remarkable um, chapter of a vision of the 70 weeks that we saw. Now, this week, Daniel's in, uh, uh, sorry, in last week uh, in chapter nine, when he received the vision, Daniel was still in um, Babylon, as he is in our um, chapter tonight. But he had been, remember, you had been, he had been reading um the book of jeremiah and you remember jeremiah prophesied that the captivity of israel was only to last 70 years now daniel at the age that he is now is about 84 85 years of age having gone in, gone into captivity um in his young teens and so he knows that the 70 years is very nearly up there were 70 years of course um as you may well know because um, the, there was to be um, a period of rest in the land every seven years and they hadn't done it. Remember last week we had the 70 weeks and uh, we learned that those weeks were actually weeks of years. Um, that is that they are 70 sevens 490 years and they had to be in captivity for 70 years because they had not been given the land so every they what they were to do is to ever after every seven years the land was to have a year of rest they were not to grow their crops the land was to have a year of rest year of jubilee and they hadn't done that for some 490 years and uh, so they were to go into captivity. Uh, not that was not the only reason. Of course, there were many other reasons that caught, that led to that their captivity. They had become an extremely sinful nation. Isaiah talks about uh, the nation of Israel as being um, sick with sin, and um, they uh, which had led to their captivity. But 
that up to the 490 years prior to that, they had not given the land any rest. They had been ignoring God's command. They had just uh, continued to reap and reap and reap uh, the benefits of the land, continually yielding its fruit, uh, not giving anything back to God or to the land. And so 70 years were determined for their captivity in the land of Babylon. And Daniel knows and when he was reading the book of Jeremiah that those 70 years were nearly up. He starts the prayer of Daniel in chapter 9, that he confesses the sins of his people, praying that God would uh, bring about the release of his people from captivity. And uh, God gives him that uh, remarkable uh, vision of the 70 uh, weeks um, that would be uh, starting from the time of uh, our taxis when he's decree to rebuild the temple. Now, Daniel was, you remember, in the first group of people that went into captivity. There were two other deportations of people out of the land of Israel after Daniel. And uh, it was in the final deportation that Jerusalem was made desolate completely. Not when Daniel left, and um, the actual time of the, the 70 years would start from the desolation of Jerusalem. And uh, 70 weeks would start, that we've read in chapter 9 about, from the decree of the rebuilding of the, uh, of the temple. And uh, that took 49 years to, to take place, because we saw last, last week, remember, that there was, uh, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Remember the 70 weeks were split up. There were seven weeks and 62 weeks, which comes to a total of 69 weeks. But the first seven weeks was the length of time it took them to rebuild Jerusalem, which is what we learn about in Nehemiah, 49 years it took him to rebuild. And then there is a following 69 years. Uh, Dad mentioned this last week, that to the day, of those um, 69 years, totaling 483 years, was to the day um, when the prince, um, the Messiah, the prince, would come. That is when the Lord rode into, the tem into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey, and they waved palm branches and cried hallelujah, and uh, it was only a few days later when Messiah the Prince was cut off. That is, when referring to the time the Lord Jesus died. Now, this this is all. Um, this is this is this is actually happened. This is history. To the very day, it was foretold when the Lord Jesus was right into the temple, and when the Messiah the Prince would be cut. Now, these things were written hundreds of years, uh, 483 years, uh, more than that, before these things actually took place. And there is still one more week, one more uh, seven-year period of the 70 yet to come. There is a gap between week 69 and week 70, uh, which is the time of the tribulation. And that week is split into two, three and a half years, uh, which is the final three and a half years, the great tribulation period that comes after the rapture of the church when those seven years start and judgment is poured out 
upon the earth and uh, and um, that week is yet to come and Daniel was given this great vision because he wants to know what's going to happen to his people um, Israel and so uh, again in, in chapters 11 uh, and 12 the the great vision that Daniel receives they are in reference to what will happen to the people of God because Daniel was was very concerned um, having received that prior um, decree and uh, again in chapter 10 we're learning that Daniel again was was praying and he was mourning and it was in the third year of Cyrus king of Persia that message was revealed to Daniel in the previous chapter had been in the first year when he had received the vision in chapter 9 so two years have passed and prior to this in chapter 10 there has been a decree go out from Cyrus that the Jews are allowed to return to their land now Daniel is mourning because sadly we learn from Ezra that only a very small amount of the people had returned Daniel was 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 expecting that the 70 years of their captivity would come to an end and it was his uh vision if you like that his his desire um he thought what was going to happen was that all the people would leave babylon and return to israel jerusalem would immediately be rebuilt the temple would be rebuilt and they would continue to uh re-worship god um in their own uh land but sadly even though they had been allowed to only a very small people had number of Jews had actually returned they've become comfortable living in Babylon they had built houses there they had uh, family in Babylon many of the Jews had now had been born in Babylon Babylon was all they had known and despite uh, Daniel's efforts no doubt to um, tell and to, to, to give the people um, the word of God through the years there was this apathy um, amongst the the Jews to return and to uh, have to go through all that hard effort of rebuilding a city that had laid desolate for 70 years and rebuilding the temple and uh, the, in the first uh, group of uh, Jews that went back because they were went, they went back in groups just as they had left um, there was only a few priests that went back and they uh, they they were unable to to rebuild uh, Jerusalem and, and the temple and to, to re-establish their worship and so the whole thing at this point when we're reading in the third year of Cyrus king of Daniel uh, Daniel is 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 mourning because they had been unable to to um, it not quite worked out the way he thought things should pan out you know we often have uh our own ideas of how 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 god plans how how god god's plan should be and how things should pan out um but often god's ways are, are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and uh god is in total control we must never forget that but these things hadn't been playing out the way daniel expected them to and he's mourning and um he thought 
that they would all return and restore again worship in their own land. And uh, so Daniel is mourning and he does what he always does and he he prays and uh, he he prays to God and uh, the previous chapter in the vision that he had then was again as a result of Daniel praying. Remember he started praying because he realized that the 70 years were nearly up and uh, he starts praying and immediately he is, as a result of his prayer, immediately God comes and speaks to him through through Gabriel and as a result of Daniel's prayer we have the decree of Cyrus for some of the Jews to return again. Same thing here now. Daniel is 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 saddened. Daniel hasn't hasn't gone with the other uh, forty two thousand Jews had returned back to the, the the land of Israel. There's numerous different reasons that people give. You know, maybe he was too old. Maybe um, he was he was still in in, in captivity himself. Um, at this point, Daniel has now retired from his office in the Persian Empire. Remember the Babylonian Empire has ended and Daniel's lived through that. Now the Persian Empire is here and he's, he, he held the same level of uh, power and position that he had in the Babylonian kingdom, but he has now retired. But I take it probably that one of the reasons Daniel stayed was to actually, because his heart was for the remaining Jews that hadn't left Babylon and that he would be there to encourage them and to coach them out of the land and back to the land of Israel. And he's there praying for them. And uh, he, it, it's been mourning for, uh, in praying for three full weeks. And in those weeks, he says, I ate no pleasant food. That's, that's all the, the delicacies, if you like, all the, all the, uh, um, not just your basic bread and water, but he would all the uh, nice things. And, and sometimes fasting was just a case of abstinence from all of the, the luxuries of food, the luxury type food. And, and it would just be eating food that was enough just to keep keep you alive. But he says, and, and no meat or wine came at all into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till the three whole weeks were fulfilled. So he's been praying and mourning for three weeks and in the previous chapter from the first day that he started praying here Gabriel came to speak to him about the vision but this time has been there is a delay uh from 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 the point of view that as Daniel sees a delay anyway we learn actually that that was uh from the moment that he had started praying uh the messenger had been and so uh, he's, been, he's praying. Uh, we know it's the third year of Cyrus the king of Persia. Um, we know that he's been praying for three uh, whole weeks. And now on the 24th day of the first month, remember the 14th day of the first month is Passover of the month of Nisan. Uh, so he has been fasting all through the Passover period. And um, he was truly saddened because it hadn't worked out as he was expecting at the end of these 70 years. Um, And they had gone back and they hadn't been starting to rebuild the temple and they'd been stopped in their work and uh, they'd been stopped building at Jerusalem. And he was very despondent 
uh, about the whole thing, very discouraged and it had been very disheartening for him and um, the people had just had been, you know, almost paganized and they, they just had refused to, to majority of them to leave uh, Babylon and they didn't care enough to go back. His great anticipation and the dream of his heart hadn't come to fulfillment. So his mourning and his fasting, and uh, he'd been doing this for three weeks, and he is by the side of the great river Tigris, or Euphrates, and I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. He sees this great, uh, glorious person, certainly a supernatural um, person um, in, in, in before him, and he is uh, so afraid that he falls to the ground uh, with his face to the ground. And uh, we learn that those that, the, that, that, that were with him at this time, we don't know who they are, uh, they don't see this person, but they are trembling. Um, certainly, the, uh, seems to be the very presence of God here. Some say this is the, pre, uh, the pre-incarnation of the Lord Jesus. That is before um, the Lord Jesus was incarnate. Remember, that's when he was became um, a man. The Lord Jesus is, an uncre- is uncreated. He is eternal. He is a second member of the Godhead, God the Son. And there are occasions where he uh, took upon himself the form of uh, of a man, although he has not yet come as a man, and so they're called the pre-incarnate appearance. I'm not I'm not completely convinced that that is what's happening on this occasion. This is certainly a supernatural being. It, some say that it could be the same Gabriel from the uh, the chapter before. Um, we know it's not Michael because he comes um, shortly after this. Um, but Michael and uh, Gabriel are known as Ark Angels. That is, that they hold the highest rank of angels, which are created beings. But they are they are great and glorious beings. They are they are brilliant. Um, but I, I take it it's probably not the Lord Himself here, because it says when the three weeks that were that Daniel while he was praying and, and mourning. Um, that he had been withstood. He tells Daniel that he had been withstood on his way by the prince of Persia, withstood me 21 days, verse 13. And he says, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. I take it the Lord would never need any help um, and would never be withstood by the prince of Persia. Now he said, well, who is the prince of Persia. Later we hear about the, at the end of the chapter, the prince of Greece. And here we have this really quite a remarkable insight into what goes on in, in, the, in the supernatural world um, all around us that we don't see, but is, is there. Remember the apostle Paul talked about this in the New Testament. He talked about uh, that we don't war with, with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. And there he was referring to the ranks of angels and those of um, within the supernatural realm, that there is, if you like, <coughs> not in the, in the sky above us, but uh, the nations 
of this world are at war. The nations of this world are, are part of the system of the devil. Remember, he is the prince of, prince of power of the air. He is uh, the wicked one who <coughs> controls the world's systems. He is a defeated uh, foe, but he still has control of the world's systems. One day, the Lord will come and put an end <coughs> to all of that. But he is in constant battle with the plan of God. Uh, we can see God has a plan. He's revealing it to Daniel. He's revealing it to him in Daniel chapter 9. And uh, he reveals to him further elements of the plan and for his people in chapters 11 and chapter 12. And uh, Satan's world system is constantly warring against God's purposes and God's plan. God dispenses, we see here, his own angels um, to do battle with the um who is at this time referred to as the prince prince of persia certainly again um not just a human person not just a man for this person will not be able to withstand uh, a normal man will not be able to withstand this supernatural being that here is bringing a messenger for daniel uh whether it be uh, as a, this is actually a pre-incarnation of the Lord Jesus or whether some other great angel, Gabriel maybe. Um, and so it must be um, some demon that is there uh, manipulating and controlling the kingdom of Persia. And there is another one that does the same with the kingdom of Greece. But Michael, who is known as the great defender and protector of Israel, who um, is involved in the, the final great war of Armageddon that we learn about in Revelation. <coughs> but here he comes. We read in verse uh, 13 to uh, assist um, this um, other supernatural being that is come to give a message to Daniel. And so he'd been withstood for the three weeks. He had come immediately in the response to Daniel's prayer. And... Uh, you know, we just never know quite what's going on, do we, when we pray in, in God's realm and uh, what is happening. And uh, so we see this great, uh, remarkable insight into the, the, the battles, the principalities and powers um, of the angelic realm with the demonic realm that goes on and um, the, the nations, uh, everything that goes on in our world today, there is this, this great battling behind it, part of the world system. So we don't, we don't need to, uh, to worry as to who uh, will be the next president of the United States or who um, <coughs> will be the, the, uh, of Russia or what's happening in Iraq or Iran or all these things. But there is a great battle going on between um, God's angels and um, the, uh, the demonic realm. And so we get this remarkable insight here that Daniel um, is um, truly shaken up by when he has this um, uh, presented to him and he's, 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 he's trembling, he's fearful because he knows he's in the, in the presence of um, possibly a divine being, certainly the presence of God here, which causes the, uh, Daniel to tremble and these other men 
to um, fear and to flee. And so Michael comes, one of the chief princes we learned to help, and uh, he'd been left, uh, uh, he goes back after this again to fight with the king's Persia. Now it says in verse 14, now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the revision, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So he, he gives Daniel an insight as to, um, uh, in response to Daniel's prayer, and his mourning, because he's remember he's worried about the, the children of Israel. He thought that at the end of the at the end of the seventy years, the suffering of his people was ended. You know, and God has to tell um, Daniel that the suffering of his people is not yet ended, and uh, there is still much history, uh, still much sorrow that um, will come upon. God's people, um, this 70 years was not the end. And uh, Daniel um, is overcome with sorrow and he's overwhelmed. Um, and, and he says, and suddenly uh, in verse 16, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips and I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, my Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me. <clears throat> I have retained no strength. <clears throat> How can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, my strength remains, uh, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. He was so uh, downcast about the news that the suffering of his people was yet uh, to continue. But he's strengthened, he's strengthened by this angel um, that comes. Uh, then again, verse 18, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace to you, be strong, yes, be strong. Let my Lord speak, for I have uh, been strengthened. He had been given strength again, and he says in verse 20, do you know why I have come to you? Now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. When I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. And uh, this is a little insight as to what uh, was to come next. Remember, after the, the, the empire of the Medes and Persians comes the Greek empire. And uh, all of this is um, <clears throat> very shortly to take place. And um, we're going to see in, the, in uh, next week in chapter 11, the great, great vision that he has. We learn about, um, we learn about the Greeks and um, what was going to happen to God's people in the years after that. And uh, so he gives them this, this insight as to what, what's coming. He says, I tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against thee except Michael, your prince. He tells you, he's telling Daniel that these things are true. And uh, uh, that is what's going to happen in the next few uh, verses within chapter 11. The vision that's unfolded to him um it's a these things are indeed truth and these things we will learn in the next chapter that actually um we can learn from from our history that is um ever so well documented outside of outside of the bible that we know that these things did indeed take place and so we know for sure that what is coming in yet in the future that the bible tells us will also take place and uh, so Daniel is Daniel's prayer 
um, we can learn from this chapter has been is answered. It's uh, he is told um, what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. We see that in this chapter that there is um, a great battle that go going on in the, within the supernatural uh, angelic world. Um, but God is God's plan and God's purposes cannot be thwarted um, by by Satan and and his forces. Um, they are no match for God, and um, God's purposes will be carried out. And uh, Daniel learns these, which how encouraging it is to have a God who not only knows the future but has determined the future in a time where perhaps. We might be worried and anxious about what the future holds. It's, it should give us encouragement that God has determined the future. God um, has knows exactly every tiny detail, every tiny detail as to what will happen. And uh, certainly uh, seems as if the coming of the Lord draws very near, doesn't it? Um, just as in <coughs> the days of Noah, so shall these things be. And uh, we certainly are living in those times now. And we can take great encouragement that, um, the Lord, that God has all these things in control. And uh, he's, revealed, he's revealed them to us. We're able to um, read the scriptures and we're able to, to know uh, what's going to take place. Of course, we don't know the day or the exact times these things. <coughs> no man knows except the Son of Man. But we do know that they are all, it will be, uh, it's, he is coming quickly. So we ought to indeed just look forward to the again, to the coming of our Lord. And God has a special plan for his people in the land of Israel. Israel always in the center of the news, in the center of the world. And uh, there is uh, um, a real, uh, even in our day now, there are many Jews who are, who are purchasing the New Testament, who are, who are getting saved and uh, who are who are turning again to the lord and and uh, these things um that daniel was was mourning about that his people <coughs> had not gone back to the land of israel are now of course we know are in the land of israel again and uh, the scene is set as it were in our days for the coming of the lord again well should we just uh, close in prayer